Alright everyone, welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you again for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon and evening. Happy hump day. I hope you all are enjoying your midweek. And for us here in the United States, we just got done with Memorial Day. So for a lot of us working folks, uh, this is a Wednesday and a halfway day truly because we have a Thursday and Friday left only four-day work week. A lot of us are excited about that. Uh, to those of you who maybe take an extended time, uh, such as myself, uh, welcome back to work. Or if I'm, if you, I'm coming into your ears on your vacation, I hope that you guys um, are having a great time. And that's actually where I want to talk about today, uh, vacation. Uh, no, it's not all I ever wanted uh, sometimes, but my goodness, this, this was the first vacation I ever took. I went to New York City with some friends of mine from the theater, and it was the first vacation that I was, I was so happy to be away, and I didn't want to come back. Now, I've had those moments where, you know, I've like, oh, I don't want to leave this magnificent place, but I've always had the anticipation of returning because I actually like where I live. I like where I work. I like who I work with, but... This time it was uh, more than any. It was such a needed vacation, and I really didn't want to return. And what's interesting, and this is kind of what I want to focus on, like picture yourself in your vacation spot, whether that's you know someplace new that you've never been to before, or if it's a place that is just your home away from home. For me, it, it's Carp Lake, Michigan, just south of Mackinac City, at the northern tip of the Lower Peninsula here in Michigan. It's a place I've been to well over 30 times in my life. It is, uh, I mean, I know all the roads. I know how to get pretty much everywhere. It's a home away from home. Uh, for those of you who don't sleep well on the road like myself, it's a place where I can sleep well the first night because I just feel comfortable. I feel that I am safe. I know where everything is. I know what the sounds are. I know what the smells are. Some of you, it doesn't matter. You can just fall asleep wherever. And uh, trust me, I envy you, along with my other counterparts who, who can't sleep well on the road either. But picture yourself there. You know, a place that you, that it's not home, but you picture yourself safe in and just being able to relax. There's nothing reaching you. Work is not a bother. There is nothing but time in the world for you to do whatever you want. What do we do with our spiritual lives in those times? You know, vacation, the idea of, of taking rest, I would imagine is something that's always been there with humanity, but with the elite and the privileged, how many people can go on a quote-unquote vacation or afford one, especially here in the West where costs are rising, but what about places that don't have what well, we have, third world countries where a vacation is not even in the lexicon? Well, specifically to, to us who have grown up in a society, at least in the West, where your job usually, your full-time job usually gives you vacation days, like paid days off that you can take to do whatever. Or the days that, you, you know, you, you are maybe sick and you, and you get sick days. It's paid leave. But these are the days, the days of vacation that we work for. I know I watched my father for years. In order to maintain his sanity, he had to go up north in that place I was mentioning earlier. Had to. For two weeks, he had to take time and go away. He, he needed, like, you need me to go away. And that was his, 
that was his mantra for his family, for his bosses, coworkers, is that you need me to take this vacation. And there was one year that we didn't go. It was after the 2008 financial crisis here in the, in the States. And I think it was the summer of 2009 where we didn't go. And it just pained us not to go up north because we couldn't afford it. We just, it, we, it wasn't, didn't make any sense. And everything was starting to unravel and lost a lot in, in retirement savings during that time. So you have all that, that, that goes on and that happens and that occurs. Well, when you think about what vacation is, what it's supposed to represent for me, I sometimes take a vacation from my spiritual life because I wrap up the fact that I need rest because sometimes our faith becomes so much of a work and a chore that when you go on vacation, I know there's a lot of people, but I have no idea what the percentages are, but I know those people don't go to church because they're, the church is their, you know, their place at home. If I'm on vacation, I don't go to church. I sleep in on Sunday mornings. You know, that's kind of how I was raised. And it's really weird to think about because the church is more than just my local church. It's it's the body of Christ. It's interdenominational. There's different methods of worship, places of worship. And yet I had never, never really gone to church on the vacation. Now, the vacation I took here, yeah, I, I had a, a day off from uh, work and you know, from preaching on Sundays. I, I took a day off the pulpit and I didn't go to church. And I was back before this previous Sunday. I took, I was gone Tuesday through Saturday. And so I was back in the pulpit. I only missed one, one, one preaching weekend. But there'll be other times where I'll, I'll take a, a weekend off and I will need someone to fill in. But I usually don't go to church still. And it's one of those, those weird convictions where I'm thinking to myself, when we go on vacation, do we also take a break from God? Because maybe our faith is wrapped up into our day-to-day routine, which is exhausting. You get up, you go to work, you come back, you take care of your kids, you fix dinner, then you go to bed, then you maybe say a prayer. And then when you can get away from all that routine where your kids don't have to go to school, doesn't matter when they get up, maybe they have a special bedtime on vacation. You can kind of eat whatever you want because it's a special time maybe. And they can do whatever, you, you can sleep in and not have to worry. We're just, everything is different. And so when you get out of that routine, what happens to your faith? And that's where you have to, the enduring faith comes in. Is it just more than a routine? It's, it's worshiping that sometimes. I mean, if you have a daily scripture that you read every day and you feel bad when you don't, are you feeling bad because you've been genuinely getting stuff out of it or you didn't, you didn't fulfill your routine that day? A lot of us can worship the repetitive nature of a task and start to get less and less out of it. And sometimes with my daily scripture reading, that discipline I have, or listening sometimes to the Bible being read as a way to change things up, I fall victim to that very thing, unfortunately. Those times where you know I am just worried about getting it done for the day, and I'm, not, I'm just skimming at best, and I'm not really reading it, taking it to heart. In the same way, you go on vacation and you don't, you just go, you, you get out of your pattern. Well, is it an everlasting faith? Is it, I mean, not that you don't pray or read your Bible or do other things. I'm not saying that either, but what happens 
your faith life on vacation. It's an interesting point. It's not something I, I thought about a whole lot when I was in New York. Um, I, have, I must confess, I know I'm a pastor, but I was away from all of it. I was just trying to take a breather, just get away from everything. And now, granted, I didn't. I had an opportunity to tour a church. That was the highlight of the of the entire trip was being able to see inside Times Square Church, which is immaculate. So being able to see that and do that, I still felt a connection back to God. I still read my scripture. But I didn't, I wasn't as vigilant as I am when I'm just in my space here. It's interesting to think about. You know, it, because I was talking about something that's going to last, talking about something that's going to endure anything. So when you change up your environment, you change up your, your sleep cycle, you get frustrated, you're, you're not eating uh, what you really maybe want to eat, you're, it, maybe something was a letdown, something was too expensive, you had bad weather, something when, go, when it goes awry, are we still using our faith as the cornerstone of our being? Are we still allowing that to transform our lives? Or you did, especially on vacation, if you have a bad vacation, how bad is that? Like how awful is that where... Like I said, you go and you're, you have misplaced expectations. Uh, maybe um, a flight got delayed. You had car trouble. The weather's not cooperative, and you've taken, you've earned that time off. You've gotten the time off, and you've you've spent it, you know, very, very wisely. You're not. I mean, you're not just. I don't know. Simply wasting it. I guess is the better way of putting it. What happens when that turns out to be a disappointment? How much lower is your morale going to be, especially when you have to return? Just going back to that, the grind again, right? Well, some thoughts here is that even if that is sometimes you and sometimes me, what is, what is the encouraging thing is that if you can have those moments where you could say, gosh darn it, I need to do better here, you can. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. We just talked about, we just finished talking about Pentecost and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the fact that, you know, Peter gives the best soliloquy in Scripture, basically summarizing the entire entirety of the Bible in Acts chapter 2. If you ever want inspiration to share your faith, just read Acts chapter 2 to people. And he puts two and two together, like the reason why everyone's being able to communicate and everything, it's nothing short of divine. It's the Spirit that Jesus promised he would leave, as he would not abandon them and not leave them as orphans. He breathed the Spirit first on the disciples. They had it, and so when they saw it, they recognized it because it was already in them. So God's Holy Spirit is right there. It is right there, so ready to take us to new heights. And if we have stuff to repent for, then we must repent. But God will have mercy upon us for those who diligently and earnestly seek him. Good times and in the bad. I hope wherever you're at and whatever your next vacation is, even if you're on there, let it be defined and redeemed by Christ, our risen Savior. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Continue to find us wherever you find your podcasts. We're hosted on SoundCloud. Shout out to them. We're on our YouTube and all over social media on Facebook. Thank you so much for your time. May God bless you. May God keep you.